Coming up, we ate at one of the best breakfast spots at Universal Orlando Resort, and we may know what the next official house is for Halloween Horror Nights. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. Episode 126 of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Rivo, Rivo, Rhino Clavin. Rivo, whatever. Rivo Flavin. Yes. Yeah. Energy in the cell. Exactly. That's how, I, that's how I like to do things. How are we doing today, Rhino? Good. Doing good? Full. Good. From breakfast. Yes, we had quite oh, the... Talking weird. I don't know, but we had quite the incredible breakfast this morning. I'm not going to give away where, where we ate at yet, um, just because we do have a little bit of other things to talk about before we get there. Uh, but yeah, we had an amazing breakfast. I am so excited about it. Uh, it was really a good time all around. You should have been there. You weren't. I know what you might be thinking, though. You're wondering, hey... Didn't you guys kind of say that you were going to be doing a uh, show on maybe Antejitos as a dining review? Uh, because uh, tomorrow, of course, well, as we're recording this two days from now, but on tomorrow it will be Cinco de Mayo. Yes. And we did say that. We said we were going to do that. But you know what? It turns out that we are a bunch of dirty liars because we didn't do that. The universe just didn't align. Because we went to go do it, and all this week, Antahitos is close. Absolutely, yeah. This was actually not our fault. I don't know what is going on right now with Antahitos, but on uh, we tr- we tried to do this several days. On Monday, I believe we went, and there w- it was closed for a private event. Tuesday, we were going to go back. Saw it was closed for a private event as well as uh, the day we're recording this. But it will open up on Thursday. Just in time for everyone who wants to start Cinco de Mayo a day early. Um, But unfortunately, that's a little bit too late for us to get this great content out there for you. So we had to change things up at the last second. And I do apologize for that. But with that, um, we still have that great review for you coming up just shortly. But I have to get to the Halloween Horror Night speculation that is running rampant around right now and i do say this again as of the time that we are recording this uh and it will be released tomorrow hopefully (laughs) this doesn't get officially confirmed sometime after this goes up uh or sometime right before this goes up live otherwise that will be very embarrassing on our end but uh i have a feeling it's not so rhino what what is the speculation on the next announced house for Universal Orlando. Well, it's it's very exciting to me because it's a a classic property, and I watch this movie every Halloween. Just tell me already. It's The Shining. Oh, Stanley Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Tucci's The Shining. Oh, that's also a good one. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that one one stars Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci. 
obviously. But um, no, I I love The Shining, and I I love the idea that they're digging in with like how they did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, American Werewolf in London, um, all you know the these like kind of classic properties that they it seems like once a year they've got a solid go to, and I just. I feel like The Shining would be would be perfect for me. Very uh, lots of um, interesting visuals that they could do. Cool effects. I'm wondering if they'll have the. Well, I'm sorry. Go on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about something. that. Yeah, we're yeah. going to talk a little bit more about this. But um, let's talk about where this is coming from. Uh, back in January, the good folks over at uh, HHNUnofficial.com started reporting uh, that they were hearing rumors about The Shining House. Uh, something I think that. All Halloween Horror Nights fans have been speculating on for a, for a couple of years now, hoping that it was finally going to be the year that we would get something Shining related. Um, and, you know, of course, it is a Warner Brothers uh, movie, so it's not as easy to just corral and get everything in there. But, you know, with the other properties that they've been pulling in, we always have to keep our fingers crossed. So yesterday, as of... Um, well, my guess is we're going to have a mummy house this year, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. We we probably will. And since uh, the new Tom Cruise mummy movie... The, Tie-in, Universal, yeah. all that, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing that will be a part of it. But, uh, yeah, luckily, the people at HHNU were forwarded an email from... I believe they said it came from a travel agent uh, that had a uh, kind of flyer sent out uh and not a flyer gosh what year is this <laughs> 1987 oh, gosh but no it, it was a morse code beep, yeah, beep, 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 beep. An extra extra telegram telegram read all about it no they uh travel agents were sent out an email uh where the leak ended up happening so uh in the email it said just announced the shining um and then it goes on to say that Stanley Kubrick's The Shining is a horror classic, and now Halloween Horror Nights 2017 invites your clients to the Overlook Hotel. Within its walls, they'll relive some of the scariest moments ever caught on film. They'll face the Grady twins and experience Danny Torrance's blood-soaked premonitions. And it's all work and no play as an axe-wielding Jack Torrance pursues them through a snow-covered hedge maze. Mm. This legendary masterpiece is now the most terrifying haunted experience imaginable. This is The Shining. The Shining and all related characters and elements copyright warner brothers entertainment incorporated so um yeah so this this was sent out and leaked um but they are not quite sure even if it's legitimate or if it was fake because they did not they were not sent it firsthand i guess they they just got a screenshot of it of course anything can be doctored why someone would doctor an email like this yeah. and put it around uh if you have and that much time on your hands that is that is something uh else but yeah we we just we don't know for sure whether or not this is accurate so as of right now it is still a rumor but it's a fun rumor at that because the shining is such a classic movie uh i <laughs> I can only imagine what they would do with it. And I believe right now you and I are going to imagine what they might do with it. We should. Should, should we? Yes. Yes, we should. So let's, uh, let's just uh, spend a couple minutes here talking about 
what we would like to see from a shining house, how we would like it to go. So um, with that, I think we have to start with... Well, first of all, before we get into anything, I want to see it done in the same way they do the Halloween house. I want to see, like, the original one. Like, I want to see character lookalikes, or how they did American Horror Story. I'm sorry. I want to see, like, a Jack, a Danny, a Wendy... Yeah. I want to see those characters. They, they did. I forget Hall- the caretaker's name. Um, yeah, they uh, Scatman Crothers. That's who it is, but I forget I his name like, in it too, nice as well too. It is Scatman Crothers, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Just well, they did that with Halloween too. They had Michael Myers, and they, well, had, they had like, like him they strangling the babysitter with and, the cord. Yeah. yeah. So they they did have they did have those characters in there. So um, it just based on if this. Leak is legitimate. I would Dick Halloran. There you go. Dick Halloran. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I, I would assume definitely that they are going to include the characters because if that little if that little blurb is accurate and it's not just something made up, then that would make it sound firsthand like the characters will be in there. I mean, it can't. It won't have the scary nature to it if. You aren't actually pursued by a Jack Torrance. Yeah, going doing a here's Johnny in the through the the door frame, or then chasing you through the hedge maze, popping out, or then or like the, seeing the, his frozen the stairway where they're going yeah. up yeah. the stairs. Yeah, and, and she's swinging the bat. Yeah, no, you you need all that. Give me the bat, give me the bat, Wendy. Wendy. Give me the bat, Wendy. So, uh, uh, one thing they will not they will not have uh, Dick Halloran's. Uh, Photo that he has above his bed of the, the <laughs> I naked don't know woman. That they won't have that. I don't know that they're not going to have that. <laughs> they they absolutely could have that. But so and there's other things that they could have that might be on the weirder side of things. So let's start with it. Um, would you rather see this house inside a soundstage or at a tent? Soundstage. I think we both have the same one. We kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand. I want to see this on a soundstage because I want to see this as uh, an, an indoor house where it starts off with snow yeah. and the the blizzard is already coming in. Uh, the the whole part of the story will start in that they are already stranded in the Overlook Hotel. I don't want it to start as the the nice peaceful beginning of the movie and slowly watch the progression into it. A good house needs to start. We're coming in like, the day of in. the attack. Yeah, yeah you know. exactly. But it, but that, the, here's the thing. Like we're okay. So anyway, that's that's how we'll go in. You know we got to get into the food closet at one point too, the refrigerator. Yeah. Not even the refrigerator. Where she locks? Don't they get locked in? He gets locked in. Yeah, he lo- she locks him into one of the fridge, and then um, uh, and Grady lets him out. So that's right. That's right. Because he Grady tells him like, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to." Okay, so and that's uh, so. Here's I'm wondering. Do you think they're gonna set up the whole maze like? An actual like here's the hotel. So we walk in and we're in the foyer, and then we have to go into the kitchen, and then we go into the ballroom, and then we go into the hallways, and then we go out the back into the maze. Because we've got to get the yeah. ballroom. You you got to do the ballroom. You got to do the lady in the shower. Yeah. Well, the room two thirty seven yeah. will absolutely have to be a part of it, and that's where I was kind of going with the with the image above Dick's bed. Um, yeah. With that, I mean, it's a it would be a, a naked corpse coming out of the shower. Well, in um, California, they did that. Was it California or was it here? One of them has in the Halloween two house had him 
oh, the, yeah, pushing the, the face the hot and the tub, acid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there were boobs in yeah. the house. Yeah, I, I, I forgot about that. So um, that's obviously going to be some of the iconic moments, obviously. Uh, we, we already said there with the twins. Um, I wonder how many times they're going to be used. Uh, that's, that is definitely a, a real well, question. I wonder if, they if they're going to do it like, okay, so here's, here's what I'm imagining. Um, you remember like the walking dead house that time they had the, the it was on a track that moved towards you yeah. and there was like the flashing light. Okay. So it'll be a hallway kind of like that. Um, and oh my goodness, that Some, was something scary. fell in here. Just I as we were talking nervous, about yeah. this. Um, it, but I think it would be like something where the we see the scene and then it flashes to another scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like get They you. might have to do a digital so it'll flash into the bloody twin scene and then it'll flash into the regular hallway. Well, or something like yeah, that. because they have to they have to have the images of the twins standing there and that it also just like the movie it has to cut to then where he sees them but then also sees the images of the twins just chopped up in the hallway all disgusting and bloody yeah um like that has to but be we have there. to be like we're gonna have to see danny i'm imagining it's gonna be a little uh like a doll or or like little animatronic kind of a thing where it's yeah. like danny on the scooter where he'll just kind of yeah ride the bike I, around i think it would know. kind of be like the same idea as in the uh, insidious house where they had the the little bike that it just kind of it would move forward and yeah. back. I think they might do something like that with Danny on a bike as a as a doll just going yeah. back and forth, kind of like. Do that. you but, think they'll lay down carpet? Yeah, they absolutely will. Um, and this is where things could really take off with this. And I know that's why there could be some speculation. Is that you know Universal does like to put little little Easter eggs in their houses to either from either past houses or like if they know that they're going to try to work on a house the next year, mm-hmm. then they'll, they'll hide something and be like, okay, well that's, that's your sign that that one was coming. And of course, last year in, um, American horror story in the hotel portion, the carpet is the same carpet is the oh, same iconic right. carpet of the overlook hotel. That's so cool. yeah, that's, that's fine. That could, that, that would definitely be coming back again. Still speculation. This is all speculation. Just stuff we would want to see with it if this rumor yeah. is true. Um, yeah, and you know, you need it needs some of those iconic moments for me. Like it needs uh, it needs Dick showing up at the hotel to try to to save Danny and Wendy, and he just takes an axe in the stomach. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. I I mean, I imagine it's going to be like one of those. We come around the corner, and he's got it's the 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 actor's got the yeah. hands on the axe, and then he pulls away, and the axe stays in, you know, on him or something. Or we we I I can just imagine the intensity. So we've said they do really cool things, like when they did um, the slamming sound in the Egyptian house that we went into. I can't remember yeah. what it was called, but um, and then also um, they did that effect in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house with the slamming of the door. And you know it makes you nervous that slamming noise is that it, him chopping the axe on the wood. Yeah, they've got to have like that sort of a thing, you know. And oh, I agree. Yeah, you know, I'm just I, I I will be really excited because we need the exit. It needs to be snowing when we exit through the maze. See, and that's but that's also the hard part too. Is I thought originally that's I want to see us exit the maze. And the last thing you see is frozen his frozen Danny. corpse. But then I, I not thought, Danny. I'm sorry. Uh, then I thought of it. Again, and like, but also part of the reason why the movie has such an iconic ending to it isn't that it's it's once you see the 
the portrait, the photo, the photo. Um, thank you. Then that's, but I, that's also a lot harder too. I'm sure they could just play that music track that is going over over top of the photo from well, the movie cool and that's good exit the photo music. like at, i don't know somewhere yeah, yeah. yeah and it would need to be somewhere represented in the house but this is this is one of those things that this has the potential to be one of the longest houses i want to see the bloody elevators yeah, no, I, I don't know that that's possible though oh well, i think it that could easily be done projection mapping projection map okay. right in the house and have have it open up and look like blood coming out i i could easily easily mm. see that um being able to happen so uh yeah I, I i don't i don't think that that one's a problem at all i don't think they'll have any problems achieving any of the effects that they want from the movie it's just whittling down which are the classic iconic moments of course of course, you need a scared Wendy with here's Johnny yeah. trying to come through the bathroom. The hedge maze, as we say, uh, seeing Grady, seeing the twins, the elevator, blood, getting some ballroom action, even even show maybe at the start of the maze where they're going to be showing like corridors in the hallway. Show, uh, um, show Jack throwing the ball around just starting to go stir crazy and mm-hmm. mad um you know they they don't have to like jump right into all the bloody action and everything start with his his descent into madness uh it's just it could become a very interesting piece that way there as soon as possible and the, let's oh, just gosh. all be happy that we will not see any hedge mazes or any um any uh what animals yeah the um topiaries coming to life hey man we do not need topiaries I, when they announced when you told me this was the announcement i was like oh yes the stephen weber made for tv classic movie the shining i was super excited then you told me the jack nicholson shining and it went down a little bit but yeah um i obviously am kidding i do really enjoy the jack nicholson one i so, watched every year no but no, i have also the, i do have an appreciation for the stephen weber one as well because it's closer to the book but well the only reason um the only reason I have an appreciation for that one at all is because um, we have my family used to go out to Colorado all the time, and we actually stayed in the hotel that where, they filmed that one in. Well, yeah, and that's the exact same hotel where uh, Stephen King wrote uh, The Shining as well. Too, he was in. Um, what room- did they film the The Shining with Jack Nicholson? That, not in that, not in the same way. The the uh, the facade of that that they used for just like the wide shots, mm-hmm. uh, those were all um, those were all shot, I believe, at a hotel in Oregon, and then everything else, of course, was sound stages in London. Um, but the the uh, the actual hotel, I, I just for the life of me, I cannot think of the name. Um, the Stanley Hotel. Sorry. That's where uh, that's where that was where Stephen King wrote that. I believe he wrote it in um, he wrote it in room two seventeen, if I can remember. Even though it's changed to two thirty seven um, in the movie and stuff, it, he wrote it in room two seventeen. It was like one of the most haunted rooms in the hotel, and it, part of the weirdness of it. I remember from the tour that we took around there is that they're like, well, when you you stay in the room, the scariest part is when you go in the bathroom. The light switch to the bathroom is on the door that the side the side of the door. 
So you have to completely close the door and shut yourself in the dark bathroom before then you can turn on the light. Mm-mm. And so at night, it's it's even even mm-hmm. worse in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, all that aside, um, yeah, that that hotel is is great. It was one of the scariest hotel stays I've ever had. Funny enough, it also it serves as the hotel in Dumb and Dumber, um, <laughs> where. Where and they, they pull up to the Aspen. front and yeah. where they run up the stairs. And when he's uh, when he's waiting at the bar for Mary, you can sit at that bar. But unfortunately, they don't have the we landed on the moon uh, <laughs> uh, newspaper on the background. But uh, yeah, that, sorry, that ended up being a super long tangent about the the Stanley Hotel and The Shining. But that's that shows how much we care about this. This shows how much we want this rumor to be true, because if it is. Oh boy, that just that that would be amazing. I I would just yeah. I don't know what to say about it other than that. So should we talk about food now? Yes, we should. Okay. Well, <laughs> all that being said, I think it is time for the grand reveal. Rhino, we had what I would easily say is probably the best the the best breakfast I've ever had at a Universal Orlando Resort restaurant. I think this is my first breakfast experience at Universal Orlando Resort. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I ate breakfast on the well, opening day of Diagon Alley at the Leaky Cauldron, but that doesn't really count. Well, we also had breakfast when we were staying at... Um, oh, at yeah. The, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Sapphire Falls, our only decent experience at amatista was for breakfast yeah that's right that's right i'm sorry um, but you no know, we we decided to try out a restaurant that w- actually came recommended by, by one of our listeners so you might remember uh we just previously did an episode on our least preferred and in some cases just terrible uh restaurant choices at Universal Orlando, and if you remember correctly, one of the restaurants that we had on that list actually was Island's Dining Room mm. at um, at uh, Royal Pacific Resort, and our, our we went for the walk experience there for dinner yeah. when we went, um, and. Uh, you know, we talked about it on that show. The the walk experience. If you if you made like the perfect combination of it, I think you could get a, a decent meal out of it. But for the most part, all of the food that we had there fell really, really flat. Um, just just embarrassingly flat. It was it was not it was not very good at all. I I had a couple good items, but no one else enjoyed it for the most part. So. Um, it took us by surprise when we got the email, and I apologize. I don't have the email. Otherwise, I would mention the, the listener watcher who uh, who recommended this to us. But, uh, you know, when, when we saw that they said that there was a good breakfast there, uh, you know, we, we are going to start burying our pride and say we will give these places second, third chances, especially for different meals. And so – uh, it just worked out with not being able to get into Anahitos that we wanted to go try Island's Dining Room for breakfast. Um, so just a little bit of info on that. Uh, the breakfast runs daily from 7 o'clock through 11 o'clock. Um, and you have, I believe, 
you have a little bit of options for how you want to eat your breakfast. There is a menu where you can order uh, a la carte items, which is mm-hmm. how we did it today. But then they also have a um, – they do have a buffet that is available, and um, it's, a, it's a pretty standard buffet uh, from what I could tell. Walking around, looking at it, um, you know, you had on it, you had eggs, scrambled eggs, grits, oatmeal, um, and then there was a variety of other items. You could get uh, you could get pog juice while you were there, um, which is pineapple, or they had it as papaya, orange, and guava. You could have mango juice um there was a create your own omelet station which that's always fun when they have create your own omelet stations at these types of places uh but yeah the the one thing that did kind of catch me off guard you know they had fruits and pastry stuff like that but they had from what i could tell was a make your own pancake machines like an on-demand pancake machine where it is in there and then it just makes and pops out on a hmm. hot plate. I don't know if that's what it was. No one else was using this thing. So uh, I couldn't tell. But you know what? Using technology and science like that, that would be enough to get me to use it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, that is an option for those of you who uh, prefer eating buffet style for this. Um, I, I'm not a huge buffet person. Not all the time. Uh, and this menu is very – it's an eclectic menu, to say the least. Um, there's a lot of Hawaiian flavors. There's a lot of uh, just unique items. It's, it's not just standard American breakfast. Yeah, so, which, uh, I, which I really appreciate because I do feel like a lot of places you go, it's just like eggs, bacon, pancakes, waffles. You're like, well, I want something creative. Yeah, no. I mean, we're we're all about creativity here. Uh, we we hope and desire constantly for creativity. Um, prices here, I would say, are very very fair to reasonable for um, for a theme park, hotel, restaurant uh, for breakfasts. Um, but we can't really talk about how fair the prices and were. Uh, unless we actually go through with some of the food, and we tried to come up with a certain uh, a certain uh, type types of choices to to best suit everyone. So we got one uh, we got one specialty food item that they consider a house specialty. We got one that was off the the menu that just it felt unique and different and sounded really delicious. And then we got something that was gluten-free because they do have a gluten-free menu. And uh, it's, you know, we sh- we need to start reaching out to try uh, these vegetarian items, these gluten-free items, um, just so all of those people out there who are affected by food allergies or have uh, dietary restrictions, that way we can start giving you better information. But Well, um, yeah, let you know whether the food's terrible or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whether it has actual flavor, tastes good. Yeah, and there, and there was a, a f- different selection. Uh, you could have gluten-free pancakes, gluten-free breakfast pizza, uh, gluten-free bagel, gluten-free cinnamon sugar donut, uh, French uh, toast, English muffin. Uh, for the healthy alternatives, they had like an egg white and smoked turkey wrap. Uh, and, and smoked salmon on a bagel, stuff like that. So um, it, they definitely had a promise. Oh, 
notifications just popped up. That's always lovely. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, that, that caught me off guard for a second. Um, why don't we start then, since I'm mentioning all this gluten and this good gluten stuff, why don't we start off by talking about the gluten-free item that we did try? It so. was a breakfast pizza. Yes. So, And I thought it looked like, well, in this photo, they, it looks like, you it, know what it looks like. Yeah, this, it straight up looks like a pizza With where they just dropped over-easy eggs. Egg, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, two over-easy eggs on top. So, Eyes that are looking into yeah. your soul with sadness. We, I thought, I wish we had ordered one strip of bacon to make the Pee Wee Herman. Uh, I pity the fool who eats my breakfast pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, the... The gluten-free breakfast pizza comes with turkey sausage, peppers, mushrooms, and two eggs sunny side up on it. It is twelve dollars. Uh, Rhino, what did what did we think of this? Um, I thought it was okay. I thought it would it 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 wasn't bad. Um, it, I mean, it was solid. I I wish there was a little more maybe spice to it or something like that. Um. It, I, I mean, the egg on the pizza, it's always a good idea. Yeah. I feel like that's never a bad idea. Um, and I wish they had used maybe chorizo instead of the sausage they had used in it. However, um, it, was a good, it was a good choice, I think. Yeah, I don't really, it was just a little like bland for my taste buds, that's all. But not everybody wants spicy food either. So Yeah, that, that, that is a good point. Um, you had to put a little bit of pepper on it. Yeah. Uh, I put a little bit of Tabasco on it to to really amp up the flavor but yeah i'd agree um you know as a uh, I, I never eat gluten-free stuff I, I never try it so my thought is that i i know it's very hard to to have a lot of gluten-free items so uh this to me stood out as something that was a little bit on the creative side and uh done very well um it's just you know, if you oh, it was turkey sausage. I yeah. didn't, I didn't hear that part earlier. Okay, that makes sense to me. All right, that that's why I, I didn't dislike the sausage. I was just thinking like a spicy meat would help it. But yeah, no, it, yeah. it would have helped it better. It was just lacking that that little exotic flavor that I think yeah. both you and I do enjoy. Yeah, um, I, I think the average person would actually really like this, um, but. Uh, we are people who openly go for something on the spicier level or yeah. just a little bit on the, the different side. But at $12, I felt that this was maybe definitely a lot of food here. It was definitely a good-sized portion. Yeah, um, I'd say it's – I mean it, it's personal size, but I'd say personal size on the larger size. But it is very thin, um, and the, the gluten-free um, – dough that's used like you know it's gluten-free yeah it's not one of those where you're like i couldn't tell it's you know so yeah. don't don't go in thinking like oh i'm having this crazy type of gluten-free thing that i've never had before you know yeah it, it's not the greatest entree yeah but it's not bad at all right uh, no it just needs an extra little extra tlc whether that's a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper a little bit of hot sauce whatever your fancy is um on it to really take it to the next level i i just i just appreciate that it existed that 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 what that isn't a normal breakfast item you can't get a normal non-gluten-free breakfast pizza it wasn't listed so it was kind of nice that they didn't just stick that standard fare 
in gluten-free. Like, they gave them something cool, too. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of cool, I'm, I've got to talk about the next menu item that we did sample. No, save this one for last. You want to save this one for last? Because okay. I think this one, that one was the best one. Unless you think, okay. unless you think it was the other thing. Okay, no, we'll we'll go. We will now go to the house specialty item. Okay, um, uh, one of two signature dishes that they have at Islands Dining Room for breakfast. Uh, they have the Tahitian French toast a la orge, and that is you gotta like swallow the L and the O. And that comes with caramelized bananas and sweet cinnamon butter, and that's thirteen dollars. But we did not go with that. Uh, we went with the other one that really tickled my fancy, and that is the Hawaiian pancakes with toasted coconut, golden pineapple, and roasted macadamia nuts, $12. So you heard the ingredients. Here's how it was actually done. So they basically made three pancakes where— Decent-sized. Decent-sized pancakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Decent-sized pancakes, and the macadamia nuts were actually cooked into the pancakes as if they were chocolate chip pancakes, Mm -hmm. but with macadamia nuts in there. Uh, Light, fluffy, airy. Not area. <laughs> light, fluffy, airy. Basically, exactly how you want your pancakes cooked. They were they were extremely well done. And then they were topped with um, toasted coconut and pineapple and a little bit of pineapple juice. But um, you might also wonder, well, where's the, where's the syrup coming into it? Where's that coming into play? Well, they actually don't have a syrup to it. What they do instead is they have the kind of the... The pineapple juice, mm-hmm. and that is mixed alongside with uh, the sweet butter, the kind of sweet Hawaiian butter that they make for the restaurant. And together, those melt down into a combination that I would best describe as heavenly. Well, I don't want – I don't want – when you say pineapple juice, I don't think it was like pineapple juice out of the can or anything like that. Because it, no. was, it wasn't like super liquidy. It wasn't like, oh, I got this pancake and it's immediately like yeah. soaked. No, no, no. It was definitely on the syrupy side. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm going to pour out a can of pineapple juice and mm, And it's then just good. dump it on my yeah. food. Like, like mm, Yeah, no. It, it did have – it had a syrup consistency to yeah. it. But it's not like this is their creation. It's not like – it's not like there's uh, – we're just going to pour syrup on top of it and then mix some juice and other things yeah. in there this was this was straight up their their original creation for it um and then this also was served along a side of your choice that could be uh breakfast potatoes bacon uh turkey sausage we ended up going for the hash browns why well, because I, I don't know about you but i need to try hash browns whenever they're on a menu you love a good hash brown I and do. these were uh we were served three triangle shaped hash browns that were Almost like air fried because there was very little to no grease actually with them. Yeah, it was um, nice. It was it was very nice. It's very, always very crispy, which was good. Like they were they were like perfectly done because a good hash brown's like crispy on the outside, like a tater tot, crispy yep. on the outside, fluffy in the middle, but with, warm all the way through. You know, yeah, and, and absolutely no grease at all yeah. if possible. You don't want it to feel terrible about this. You could eat these without feeling just absolutely awful about yourself, but. I mean those pancakes. I I don't know how they did them. I I loved the combination of having the soft, fluffy pancakes, but then you you crunch into a macadamia yeah, nut. Yeah, the macadamia nuts inside were really good. And you know, if if you've never had a macadamia nut, these are they are so terribly high in fat for you. They are not good yeah. to eat at all. They are they are the a nut dessert, but. 
they are amazing. And, um, you know, I, I'm usually overly critical about stuff that's too coconutty. Um, but I thought that the coconut actually added a nice balance yeah. to the overly sweetness of the pineapple and such. Um, I at twelve dollars between getting a side as well as the pineapple, uh, the the pancakes here. I I think this was an absolute steal. Um, honestly, honestly, with the side and the pancakes, like if you don't want to eat too heavy, I think you could share it with somebody. Oh yeah, no, no, you could you could absolutely split the three pancakes that come served with it yeah. with the three pieces of the side, if, especially if you do the potatoes. And that's that could work for two people. Oh my gosh, the notifications. All the notifications that keep happening right now. You can't hear them. I can. So po- oh, you can hear them. That's yeah. why I was like, well, no, well you weren't on the screen, so nobody <laughs> saw them. <laughs> they're in my headphones right now. So they're they're out there for the rest of the listening world. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really, really love these. These took me 100% by surprise. Um, I do want to throw out something that was on the menu that we didn't get because we were – I mean I normally probably would have if we had gotten there early enough. But we got there about 30 minutes, even less than that, maybe like 20 minutes before they stopped serving breakfast. Yeah. Um, but uh, they had $12 um, all-you-can-drink champagne, mimosas, and Bloody Marys, which I thought was – it's that's a good deal. Even if it is the cheap champagne, whatever – that's the same price it is at uh, a place I go for brunch on Sunday called Bonefish Grill or like this bar I go to down the street. Like, you know, every now and then we'll do that and we'll we'll do the mimosa thing, you know, um, and just hang out for a couple hours. It that's twelve bucks. That's a deal. Like, have oh, yeah. two of those and you you paid for that twelve dollars because essentially they're like six dollars. So like two or three. And I mean, if you're staying at the hotel, you're just having a day by the pool. That's great. Get a couple of those, then go for a swim. Well, don't drown. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally describing recipes for disaster. Yeah, but, no, it, but, but it, I thought that was a nice touch. It's a, it's an absolute great price, even if the quality of the alcohol is on the lower end side, and uh, the you know the the ingredients they use for the Bloody Marys and stuff isn't isn't that great. Um, for all you can drink for twelve dollars, that is a steal and a bargain. Yeah. Um, you you do not see that uh, at theme park restaurants. That often, if ever, um, yeah. And in terms of other, you know, of course, there's coffee that was four dollars. There's an option of teas; those are three fifty. Your juices, water, whatever you want. Um, other menu items that they have on there, you can do like a continental bread basket that gives you um, fresh juices along with breakfast pastries and uh, coffee, tea, or milk if you want to. That's an option. They had a delicious sounding. Um, fruit platter that came out with all your all your fresh fruits as well as some banana bread and uh, and some yogurt with granola and so there's there's just lots of options so this is where it got hard to choose the third dish that we are going to do but uh, luckily Rhino and I are two like minded people and there is one word that I think we both have to see to get us perked up a little bit, a little little excited, uh, especially me. Um, this was in lieu of a groom's cake at my wedding. <laughs> I had what was referred to as the groom's brisket. Uh, yes, I remember. <laughs> because I had, I had a, barbecue, uh, a barbecue cook come and cater our wedding, and I wanted a brisket all to myself and only the select people that I chose. And so when we saw on here the paleo smoked brisket hash, 
that was mm. slow smoked beef brisket, sweet potato, onion, and peppers with two sunny side up eggs and a side of avocado, tomato, arugula salad. It's in an, another picture if you're watching along with this. Um, when we saw that on the menu for $16, is on the pricier side of the breakfasts. Uh, the, the only thing more expensive than it was the steak and eggs, but we had to try it. And Rhino, oh my I got to compose myself right now it, while it, we think about it, it. It was so good. Like I immediately tried a piece of the brisket, and I was like, because you know that's kind of the flavor thing. That was really good. I thought the sweet potatoes were really well cooked inside of it, um, nice and soft. Um, just the whole thing, the eggs on top, it all, all the flavors came together so well. Um, it was, and the thing is too, is because it's like sweet potatoes, and you've got this uh, avocado, tomato, arugula salad on the side that was also really good, really fresh and bright and and colorful. Um, you don't feel bad about eating yeah. this at all. Like, and it, it wasn't heavy. I mean, again, we split all everything, and it was. It was just kind of one of those where I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I love a good, like, one of the things made in skillets like that for breakfast, especially when you've got an egg yeah. over potatoes-related stuff. But, yeah, sweet, the, I, I, everything they chose to be in this worked together really well, and yep. it was all very well prepared, which was great, too, because, again, like I said earlier, we were there 20 minutes before they stopped serving, so it didn't feel like they rushed it. It felt like they still took time with everything that they made us. Yeah, you know? no, and, I mean, you just can't say enough of – the uh, the blended flavors all coming together in there, everything complemented each other. The the sweet pota- the sweetness from that sweet potato, mm-hmm. um, the the amount of seasoning that was all over the eggs, and the the fact that even though the brisket it was cubed, it was cubed brisket, which really like kind of took me back for a second. But then when you took one bite into it and yeah. it just fell apart, yeah. um, and you know, it just had the perfect level of fat on it. Right, so yeah. It, and it, That's, I was worried it was going to be like chewy or something, but it was just, I, I took a bite and I was like, wow, I'm surprised yeah. at how well this is cooked. Yeah. Especially it, after our previous dining experiences with everything. Yeah, no, this, this, while the pancakes being amazing was kind of a shock, this absolutely blew me away. This is an amazing breakfast. I think both you and I agreed that we would go back specifically for this item oh, if yes. anyone wanted to do it. If anyone ever's like, oh, you want to meet for breakfast somewhere at Universal? I'd be like, I know a place. Yeah. I know a thing. I know a thing I will order off that menu again. And yeah. honestly, I'll throw in the mimosas. And I, yeah, I, I would not, I would not go mind going back, making it a $29 breakfast before tax and tip, just saying I will have the, or $28 saying I will have the, the brisket, platter along with the uh, the all you can drink mimosas yeah, treat um, yourself ex- exactly treat yeah. yourself you're on vacation Donna would be proud treat yourself yeah <laughs> so treat yourself 2017 <laughs> um as for the other details of island's dining room um it, you know it's it's such a weird restaurant it's like it just got a walkway right through the middle of it um I- yeah, I, it it suffers from kind of like weird people, too, that work there. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to insult them. They were all very good. But, oh, my God, how many times I had to ask our waiter for the water that you finally had to get up and steal off another table? It, it like, And the woman, when she was seating us, was just like turned to us as she was walking in. She goes, you rest? And I'm like, like do I rest in general? Am I well rested? What are you asking? And you were like, no, never. And then she was like, oh, you enjoy. 
Or you, you, uh, yeah, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah, it, it just turned re- real, real weird real fast, yeah. um, really uncomfortable. Yeah, the service there, I will not say service was bad. Uh, again, we also came at a kind of, we bordered on the point where I would say, like, it's the rude point to still show up. I know when they say that breakfast is 7 to 11, that means you can still be seated at 11, and and you should still expect um, proper service. Um, I it's, think we it's had not everything ordered yet. before ten forty-five. Though, yeah, so we, we feel terrible, yeah. but I do feel a little bad. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I always feel bad because they're they're at the end of their shift. They're trying to. I know the last thirty minutes is they want the ovens clean. Yeah, yeah so I, I do feel bad on that end, but you know that's that's how things work out. It's it's open to that reason. It's open at that till that time for a reason. If the restaurant's going to shut down at eleven, but they want people not to be seated after like ten thirty make the hours that but um so I, I i won't i don't necessarily think that that came into play with the service i think you're right it's just they while lowe's hotels hires some really great employees um it's, it's sometimes you know you just you're gonna be a little wad collection all a little bills. weird yeah yeah we all go a little mad sometimes <laughs> exactly um but the restaurant as a whole it is also weird it is such a big restaurant there was actually a lot of people still eating breakfast too uh when we got there so um it definitely Definitely, the word has gotten around that it is a popular thing. It's just the restaurant has such a weird feel to it. Uh, just the way people will just walk through and look at you while you're eating. Um, judgy. Yeah, Everyone's just, very judgy. Everyone, you know judgy. what? They, they deserve to be. But uh, with, with the price, you know, here's the one thing I will say. Uh, because it is at the hotel, um, you, you can technically uh, – you could technically go and park there and have your um, – Will they validate? Have your parking validated. Okay. Yes, they will validate. Uh, something that we did not think about until... Uh, I thought about it driving in, but yeah. I was like, eh, I don't want to text and drive and ask you this question. Exactly. Something that we didn't... We we forgot to take into consideration. We parked at City Walk and then walked from there, which isn't that bad. Um, if, you know, if you don't want to park right at the hotel, that is always an option, too, but... Um, if you do park there, just please make sure to get your uh, get your parking validated because it is very expensive to park at these hotels. Um, but yeah, for for the price that it actually costs, um, you know, somewhere ranging between, I, I would say you're going to walk out of here ranging if you do like a coffee or a juice something like that with an entree, you're looking at about $20 per person. So we essentially ordered the amount of food for three people. And with yep. our 10% discount from our annual pass, that came out to be, um, with tip included, a $10 tip, uh, our, our total came out to be $59. And we, like I said, I had a coffee. Rhino had tea. We ordered three entrees. Um, and, you know, it's it, it was a good experience. So I will easily say i i have had breakfast in the wizarding world um i have i have eaten breakfast it's amatista i believe i had breakfast once at the kitchen and um that will be something that we will go back and re-review too since there are so few spots to actually have breakfast i've never been there yeah and we also have to do breakfast with the character dining breakfast inside the park uh that is definitely something we have to do but I am happy to report that Island's Dining Room, while it may be a terrible dinner, it is a great choice for breakfast and something that if you're at Universal, you're looking for a good breakfast spot, good place to go relax, um, has some time for it, go give it a shot. It'll be worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. 
For sure. Good. Well, thank you for coming with me to Rhino this morning and doing that. It that was, was a lot wonderful. of fun. Yes, it was. So, um, you know, if you've ever had any good dining experiences at Island's Dining Room, whether for uh, breakfast or dinner, go ahead and let us know in the comments below. All that good stuff. If you want to send us an email, can't figure out how to do that, uh, well, head to disunplug.com, home of our show notes page, uh, where you can find any great information from this show or any others in the Disunplugged podcast network. Uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook as well as Twitter, uh, all those good places where we're updating you on things. Make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes as well as YouTube and leaving all that good feedback for us that we like to always watch, read, and listen. And again, guys, thank you so much for always watching and listening. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Every single week. We hope you had fun with this episode. Again, thank you, Rhino. This was a fun conversation. It was. It was. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. We will be back with you next week, but probably not with resolutions. Resolutions.